0: and girls and welcome to episode 177 of the f reality podcast welcome to our clubhouse where we discuss all the latest vr news we're going to be giving you the details on the quest's new version 25 software update including our thoughts on the new app lab and what this means for sidequest we give you our top picks of the new VR demos to try from the Steam Games Festival. And we're also going to be talking to Nick Mitchell, our special guest, about his company FXG and the state of VR in China. It's going to be an interesting episode. And then to round up the show, Zim has got some new releases for you to look forward to next week. But for now, let me introduce you to the team and find out what's been the highlight of the week this week. But And also let us know what you played in the chat too, so we can read out some of your highlights as well. First up... This guy is recovering from an epic fight this week with a fearsome beast known as PlayStation Customer Support. It's the legendary <laughs> VR streamer,
1: <laughs> Barnaby. How you doing? Oh, fuck. Oh, man. Oh, geez. Uh, um, yeah, I was, it's so funny because I wrote down, I was like, ah, should I call this out and just make it a low light? The fact that I, I went up against, you know, Goliath and lost. Um, yeah, so I tried to return Hitman 3 after having not been very happy with it. Had an epic fight back and forth, um, and I learned the lesson that Sony really don't do refunds, um, even if you're, you know, straight up with them, logical and all that. But nope, no dice. So just word of warning for anyone else. I, I like I never tried a refund in all my time. I've had uh, a couple of different Sony consoles, but this was like the first time ever. Um, but yeah, they weren't biting. They weren't biting. So um, I did get into a few things this week, and I think my highlight would be um, Jupiter Grand. I actually jumped mm. into that, and and so. For those who don't know, it's this like Slavic uh, space windlands uh, game, which is. I looked at it and I was like, okay, this is gonna be a one-trick pony, and it's gonna be pretty basic. I'll jump in. I'll be like, okay, simple indie it's, thing, beat yeah. music. It, it, you it's it's kind
2: of like like if Peter Parker was like a plumber or something like that, right?
1: I <laughs> forgot that. The, yeah, the, yeah. The, so you basically have plungers on each fist, which is just <laughs> the weirdest weapon combination. Uh, but it works really well, and actually, it, there's a lot of sense of. Um, like, oh god, I'm about to die in it, which is which I found like really nice. And the music, straight off, like the story, and a lot of people were surprised by this comment, but it really felt like that intro sequence when you're playing Gordon Freeman in Half Life One, going through all the different kind of like tunnels and tubes mm. and seeing scientists yeah. and stuff. Mm. And there's really good voice acting in it. Like, I was impressed. Um, I was kind of like, shit, this you know, basic looking indie game. A has a really cool cell shading thing, which I knew, but I I don't really care about cell shading. And then I was like, now I'm getting vibes like this is an actual story and I'm going to want to actually play through this now. It's not just this weird puzzle Windlands suction cup game. Um, And now the music is starting to get in like I'm, I don't know, an hour and a half in, maybe two hours and like the music is really starting to thump, and and so that has that fishhook is in my mouth. So, how grab- how
2: important is the music in this game? Like, does it does it change depending on like the way that you the level is constructed, or is it like so it's level specific? It's
1: uh, I like it, it. It's a real like, to use a phrase that Mike uses all the time, slow burner. The music doesn't come in super heavy at the beginning. Like the first hour and a half, it it's only there as like ambience. Like it's it's mm-hmm. light music. Sometimes it. it you know, starts hitting you, but not as heavy as, let's say, in the game trailer, uh, and it's really in action sequences when things are happening, and you're kind of flying through a corridor or whatever. But then there's some really awesome bits, and I won't spoil anything with the game, but there's some really awesome bits that are just like animated sequences in the game, full VR, you know, models happening, animations happening, and they just really, they, they made me feel like I was playing that first bit of Half-Life before the big accident triggers, and uh, so now I'm going to have to play more, um, and find what the heck is at the center of this Jupiter Grad game. but. <laughs> I'm really glad to be playing it. So um, <laughs> yeah. that was a good uh, tip from people who suggested I should play it. And Mike kind of egged me on because he's like, hey, you know, go on and do it. And uh, that was my that was my highlight of my week. And
0: did you stream it this week?
1: Yeah, I, I happened to stream it on Monday. I almost never stream on Monday. Yeah. But I knew I was going to be heading into kind of a, a rubbish week, which it ended up being. Uh, so I, did, I only <laughs> streamed on Monday and then later or earlier today. And that's all I've done all week. So Which is weird for me because I'm normally a... Four shows a week okay. kind of guy. So so,
3: so, so for some context, I, I know we have to loop all the way back to the start, but why is Mike calling you Barnaby?
1: Oh, yeah. So Mike <laughs> is calling me Barnaby because for some reason, uh, I think, I think um, customer service uh, number six person from Sony said, Hi, Barnaby. I'm sorry, but we're not going to process your refund. So you can F off, you know, something like that. So I am now, so people put together... Jim. Jim. People like to call know My my short name is Zim, right? So people call me Jim. I think that's thanks to Mike some time ago. Jim Sock 5, yeah. uh, On the podcast. Back back to you, Jim, the most famous quote of the show. (laughs) So now I've got a, a complete. Separate, like, you know, plain streets, plain clothes name, which is Jim, Barn- Jim Barnaby. Jim Barnaby. Yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs> awesome name. Jim that's,
2: Barnaby. My P- that's my <laughs> Peter Parker. Best name ever. Yeah. That's, that, you should make that your stream name. I'm yeah. telling yeah. you, it's going to work. Yeah. You blow up. <laughs> JB <JP> out. JB <laughs> out.
0: Well, nice recommendation. Uh, I'll have to go back and watch your stream of Jupiter Grand. Uh, I'm, I'm intrigued by that game, put it that way. Uh, but solid uh, recommendation. <laughs> So uh, next up, this guy dreams of heading down to the village and being stepped on by a tall vampire lady in VR. (laughs) Everybody say howdy to Rowdy. How you doing, dude? You alright?
2: Yeah, i got some weird fetishes i'm, I'm glad you pointed that yep. out uh, mike <laughs> I'm, I'm doing all right uh, actually i i did manage to play some vr this week again uh i teamed up with uh, gt uh, with viper and uh, with quiz as well and we went uh, back into um gravel tournament ah, yeah,
0: oh yeah nice so
2: we uh we I mean, they, they were they were far more pro in this game than I was. Uh, although uh, it was like again, it was like an hilarious experience. Uh, that game is just so much fun. Like uh, if people haven't haven't tried it yet, like I really highly recommend them uh, them trying that game out. Uh, it's it's just such a good game. Uh, I heard from the developers that they're also looking into getting it uh, ported over to the Quest. Mm-hmm. So I do hope that that is going to happen. Uh, so I, I dove into that game a little bit, played a bit of Onward, and I also uh, this week again played uh, some more Medal of Honor. I still haven't finished the single player oh, game, so I'm still yeah. looking forward to, to to actually finishing that campaign. I'm, I'm probably going to start it over to get like a like a full run. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask it to any of you actually. Like, have any of you like played the multiplayer um, in the past couple of weeks? The, well, is that still being well? Popular, that, that, that's the that, thing.
3: Like, I wanted to ask you since you're playing it, uh, <laughs> maybe. you should try it out, see what's going on, and then let us know next you week know. Uh, if people are still playing it, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah
2: I'm, I'm wondering about that as well, since I haven't tried the multiplayer yet uh, at all, uh, since I'm more of a single-player guy anyway, so uh, I haven't I haven't really dove into that. But uh, I was wondering if people are actually still playing this game, because I don't see, like, anyone really streaming that. I don't see anyone no, playing I, I, that. I can... Call me
1: on my cell phone, Rowdy, because uh, I'll, I'll be yeah. up for some multiplayer. I, I was really keen on, on checking out if it was. And did you know Grapple Tournament have a new... Vertical level. Did yes, you guys the, the one way that? that we
2: tried. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. How was it. That's the one was that was chaotic. Tried. I bet you it was chaotic. It's it's it was chaotic. And we did the different modes in that one as well. Um, so they have like you know the, like the the point capture and the uh, and the, uh, the the team that match. So we we did a lot of stuff, and it was, yeah, that that game was just a lot of fun. And and the games are so. Over the 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 weapons are so over the top as well. So it's uh, it's on sale uh, actually. It's
1: on sale right now on Steam. So uh, I just saw a tweet from the devs. So there you go. Grapple tournament, great one. Nice grapple tournament. The
0: last time I I checked out Medal of Honor multiplayer was a few weeks back, and GT and I tried to jump in there, and the the servers were just completely dead. It was just us two and bots, and that was it. Um, And yeah, so they do have bots then. So I mean there is still something for you to play with, I guess. Yeah, but it gets boring very quick because they're so new. (laughs) Yeah, of course. Um, (laughs) <laughs> but it is what it is.
2: Mike is too good.
0: <laughs> are, it's, the, it's the opposite for me. I just
1: I find it really annoying playing against non-human yeah, same. players. I just it's just they're all the same, you know. If, if if they even implemented, I always thought if I was a game dev, you would you would send like three junior programmers each the task of creating AI and then you mix them all up and have them in the game. So at least they would feel like yeah, but, different but, but, AI players. But again, like, right. honestly, honestly,
3: the multiplayer is really good. It's really fun. And it feels like okay. playing Medal of Honor online. Mm-hmm. It's just, as I said, yeah. they should have split it off, but they didn't. And now it's a dead multiplayer.
2: Yeah. yeah. And also, Zim, our future robot overlords will not appreciate that you called them Boring. Oh <laughs>, <then no way>. <laughs>, <laughs>, <Nice> <laughs>, laughs in China.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. I got it.
0: So, <laughs> next up, this guy is back with a vengeance, sharing his love and excitement for all things virtual reality, wearing his favorite Grenathy T shirt. <laughs> so a favourite Frisian. It's of course Nathy. How you doing, dude? You alright? Yeah, I'm 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 alright. I'm alright. <laughs> wow, uh, you didn't even knew I was going
3: to wear this. No. Um, but you just saw it and you're like fly. okay. Yeah. Uh, how, how we roll how we roll. <laughs> most most impressive um so i haven't really done that much uh you know i came back from of course holiday i've been uh getting a little bit back into business um i did check out oculus app lab something we're going to talk about later yep so I, I would say just go to our special guest and uh cool let's dive deeper down the rabbit hole let's
0: do it so uh as you may notice we do have a special guest joining us this week he's a canadian vr veteran living in china founder and CEO of uh, FXGVR, it's uh, Nick Mitchell. Thank you for joining us, dude. How you doing?
4: Hey everybody, doing awesome, thanks for having me. Any
0: uh, Anything highlights you wanna share this week? Anything you've played recently that you think was awesome that everyone should know about?
4: Uh, Jurassic World Aftermath, on yep. the quest. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. Loving that. It's, it scares the heck out of me, um, <laughs> but it's awesome.
0: Yeah, it's like Alien Isolation in VR, but with dinosaurs. Um, But the only problem, of course, we know with that game is that, sadly, it's only half a game. Um, (laughs) It kind of ends halfway through, and then it says the second half is to continue uh, in 2021. (laughs) So I'm just warning you now that, you you know, don't (laughs) get too invested in the game because you're not going to find out the ending until another few months' time.
4: No, it's okay. I like that. Like, I never finish games. So anytime a game ends early, I'm like, yeah, I saw the ending. I like, I'll beat it. So
2: I won't be disappointed. Cool. This is kind of like every game for you. It's like, you know, we'll see the the next half next year. (laughs) Yeah,
3: exactly. this, yeah. is why, this is why I have games get made now on the Quest because Nick and those kind of
0: folks like to play <laughs> games like halfway through. It's like, it's like Star Wars as well. That was that felt like it was just a game cut in half and then there's more uh, content coming soon. But anyway, yeah, really I digress. Is. Thank you for joining us, Nick, on the show. Looking forward to talking <laughs> yeah. with you later on about uh, some, some insights into the VR industry in China because I know it's a completely different world over there than it is over here. So uh, it's going to be interesting to find out who the main players are over there? The popular VR headsets, popular platforms, games, etc., and stuff. So make sure you stick around for the end of the show for that.
1: wait we 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 missed a, a sixth participant here. The the real guest. Who is this pup that we're yeah. looking at? That is the cutest dog. <laughs> Who's the little oh pup? yeah, this is Yoshi. Yoshi, Yoshi. showed up for the interview.
0: <laughs> Yoshi, <laughs> Yoshi's is my favorite. Uh, and synth riders.
1: Dog, or? All he plays is
4: synth riders. He's nice. like crazy What's about his- it. <laughs> yeah. Does he have a favorite track? Um, the me third think. one, right? <laughs> I'll go with the third one. Good call, good nice. call. Yeah. Yoshi, what's your favorite okay. track? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's a little bit shy. He's a little bit shy. He's camera shy, so uh, that's why he's not talking. <laughs> yeah. um, so what about the chat? What have they been up to this week? Any good uh, suggestions from them?
3: Yeah, so uh, we have Cat Noir who played uh, all three Half-Life games in VR. Oh, that's some dedication. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I
4: played week? Half-Life 1. The first time I played it all through VR on the Quest. I never nice. played it before and it was amazing. It was like yes. a, like it's such a deep immersive experience and even though it was like terrible graphics but with like awesome level design and sound design mm-hmm. it was mm-hmm. one of like my best, yeah, single player gaming experiences in VR. Yeah, and mm-hmm.
3: it's made by uh, Dr. Doom. Uh, Dr. It's one of his first. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, Doctor Doctor Doom. Why did it say Doctor Dr. Doom? Doom. <laughs> Doctor oh, Doom. Doom, because he also did Doom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah no. I see, I see. Um, yeah, and then we have Voodoo uh, VR. Yeah, I'm like you know starting up a little bit here. Um, uh, Voodoo played uh, Mental Hospital VR. Hey, Mike, sounds sounds like something you would play. Oh
0: wait, you maybe you already did with someone else. I played it with your In brother. Real? I think that was the, yeah. was that the one we played together where we both like, I don't know. Sp- like hurt our throats because we screamed so yeah. loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. That's sword fun. yourself, yeah, right? That yeah. too.
3: <laughs> and then we have uh, Go Sazan, who has been playing Hyper Dash, uh, Pop 1, 11, and our favorite, Walkabout Mini Golf.
0: Love it. Hey. Oh. <laughs> You're a fan, Whoa. Nick?
4: Yeah, I, I, I bought uh, like a bunch of headsets for my family, and now like me and my dad and my brother and my sisters, we meet up in VR and we play Walkabout Mini Golf all the time.
0: <laughs> so awesome! It is the yeah. best. It is the best game for that exact. Uh, application use case, absolutely for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, This is, nice.
3: this is it, it, it's a system seller, right? Um, and then we have gaming. A science teacher who set up some SLA 3D printers at the school tech lab, and uh, is excited that Gravity Sketch is now free for students, so they can uh, build stuff in VR and then print that uh, stuff they made mm. in real uh, life.
1: Yeah, that sounds like a fun afternoon of of messing with PLA spools and all that, yeah. and just print and yeah. build the sun.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Um, So my uh, highlight this week was a game called Propagation VR. Don't know if you guys have heard of this one or maybe even played it. Have you guys played it?
1: Played it single player. Okay.
2: Yeah. I I saw I saw uh, the GT version. Yeah. Okay. GT version. So
0: for those that don't know or haven't played Propagation VR, it's a game that released uh, on Steam for free uh, back in September last year. It's basically a zombie shooter experience, like a wave shooter lasts around 25 minutes uh normally sort of wave shooters suck uh uh, but this one's pretty decent it sort of like steps out uh from the crowd because it's got really good visuals um it's got some variety in enemies it's got this dark and moody subway that you play in and the uh the audio is pretty decent and you've got these two weapons you've got a pistol and a pump action shotgun and the pump action shotgun is just so satisfying to use it's it's awesome um, so me and GT, uh, jumped into the game again just recently because the devs have just released a co-op, uh, multiplayer mode, which is like a kind of a paid DLC. So the solo mode is free. Uh, the co-op mode that they've just added is like $10 or six pounds to unlock. Um, and you can play together with a friend, which is a lot of fun. So, uh, we played through it. it. Took us about 25 minutes. Um, but it, we, we just, we just had a lot of fun with it. We we're both screaming, um, especially near the end. I won't spoil anything that happens, but something that terrified me happened and I wasn't happy about it. And I just want it to be over. Um, but it was certainly a lot. What I found of, interesting is
2: that there there is no locomotion, right? No locomotion. Like you you, you, yeah. you only move in the environment that you have available to you, which is yeah. a, a different kind of concept, more related indeed to the to the wave shooter kind of thing. But since it's more like a, a little bit of like a story that is happening, it's uh, it's very different, right?
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I think you know, if if you're interested in checking it out, like I said, the the actual solo mode of this, which you can play completely on your own, is free on Steam. It's called Propagation VR. It's actually one of the highest rated games uh, VR games on Steam it's got overwhelmingly positive reviews Um, but yeah like I said they've just dropped their co-op mode uh, so we jumped into that and had a lot of fun with that Uh, and to make it even more interesting we were wearing like B-Haptics vests um, so we could like you know feel all the bites and stuff and and, and (laughs) touching from the other creatures in the game which I won't Go into, but
1: uh, yeah, we had a lot of fun with Touching that. Touching each other in a dark subway with GuttenTag. Unfortunately, yeah. we
0: couldn't touch each other. That was something that was missing, but the creatures could touch you anyway. So okay, that that that, that is not that is not going to age well at all. Well, it's one of those things, you know. It's, it's a stressful situation. You want a little back massage in between, you know, the waves. Well, that, 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 yeah, sure, but but uh, when you first said it, it, didn't sound like that. Well, that's because your minds are in the gutter. But anyway, uh, I digress. Strike <laughs> okay. in episode two. That is, uh, that is Propagation tickle, VR. Tickle GT a little bit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and that's yeah. uh, available on Steam. And the co op mode is available. It's a $10 or six pound DLC. So maybe go check it out. I have a
1: question for you, Mike, because someone else in chat said this. And um, when I ran it, it didn't run particularly well, but it was quite pretty. I think it's a Unreal Engine game. Yeah. But. Um, like it was very very neat looking subway, and it definitely was like a teaser for wanting yeah you know, a full story looking like that at that quality. Well, like I
0: cranked obviously I've got like a beast um, GPU a thirty ninety, so I just cranked everything up to ultra. uh using a smooth streamer cam to record the gameplay, so it looks super nice. Uh, but yeah, like if you if you got the system for it, it's a really nice looking game in the headset. Videos probably don't do it justice, but it is pretty scary. And uh, you know if you're not screaming. Or smiling by the end of it, I'd be surprised. So, yeah, it's free. Mm -hmm. Go check it out. Nice. Um, Nice. So that is my highlight of the week. Uh, But before we get into the news, obviously we've got plenty of news to talk about, I want to thank the sponsor of this week's show. And that is, of course, our good friends over at SynthRiders. They've sponsored a lot of the shows recently, which we really, really appreciate. And they've just released their latest Synthwave Essentials Pack 2, which contains some awesome tracks from the likes of Muse and Gunship. You can play all these tracks solo or ride the rails with friends online in their excellent online multiplayer mode. And last week, uh, we announced that Synth Riders were g- kindly giving away some game keys and also some t shirts to you, our audience. So, to announce mm-hmm. the winners of the Synth Riders game keys, they are Social Alien 1, Grim Essex, Liam11113, Cujo SR. And the winners of the Synth Riders T-shirts are Logan Does Stuff, Gabriel 804 War, I Mandy May, and Risky Business. So uh, oh. thanks to Synth Riders for sponsoring the show and sorting out a giveaway. Oh, we really, really appreciate it. Well, and
3: and and we just learned that not only humans play this, but also dogs. <laughs> dogs love Synth Riders, dude. Yep. <laughs> It's, this yeah. is I'm blowing my mind. It's like the the, the the this game is so easy to get into that even dogs with their paws can just press some buttons and get into the game and start a song and then just get a high score and do multiplayer <laughs> too.
2: And what ha- oh my God, you're a you I'm also wondering. <laughs> I'm also wondering what happened to Liam one 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 two, and one 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 one. Yeah, one, yeah, that's that true. was obviously taken. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, So, yeah, we really appreciate uh, the Synth Riders team sponsoring us again. Uh, So go and check out their game. It's available now on Steam, Oculus Rift and Oculus Quest. All the links Mm. are in the description down below. So uh, let's get into the first bit of news this week. And that is about Oculus Quest update, which is version 24. Five. Uh, this has began rolling out last week, and like all updates for the Oculus Quest, it's kind of random as to when you're actually going to get the update. It's, <laughs> you know, you've got to say a special prayer, do a little dance, and just pray that it's on your yeah. system. There's no yeah. real sort of rhyme or reason. And, and, and,
3: and with that, it always like the confusion starts because some people think their Quest is broken. New consumers say, like, listen, I don't have it. It doesn't work for yeah. me because they don't know how.
0: Like no one knows how the system works. That's why no one can explain it. No, and yeah. although it has a manual update button in the quest, it doesn't work. These rollouts are just gradual. <laughs> so yeah, they really it, don't. It, it's probably one of the most frustrating things about the whole update system with Quest. But you know, maybe is it, that... is, it,
3: is it is it is it regional? Regional? No, no, no. It's like based on on when you bought your Quest, maybe, and who, what version who it was already on, and no, one because actually? Some, knows. I, I've, had, I've had moments where I was like one of the last people yeah. to get an update. Yeah.
1: yeah. And the, the, the strangest thing is that it, it's not like a thing that happens over two or three days sometimes. Sometimes it's weeks, yeah, yeah, it's weeks. Yeah, weeks. when these updates are strung a It's like, well, then, why does it take that this long? This is the funny it's thing. What are we talking about? Go on,
4: go on Nick. I, I'm reading a book on Facebook right now, and they talk mm-hmm. about how they do that with every release or everything that they're doing. They specifically don't release it all at once so they can, like, judge feedback <laughs> on it. So if they put it all out, then they just have data for everybody with it. But by like putting it out piece by piece, then they can mm-hmm. see how does that affect like viewership and play time, and like they're it's tracking like, like a billion different things all at yeah. the same time.
0: Smart. Yeah, I guess it doesn't hammer their servers as well, but it's but a can, n- you, can you can you explain this to consumers
3: as well?
4: <laughs> <laughs> no, that, get more data, that's right? not Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they 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 no, they like to yeah. just surprise you with. With whatever, nobody knows what they're up to in the big blue building. The funny thing is, like, I went to uh, to check the
0: update, and I'm still uh, I'm still on version twenty three. So, like, twenty (laughs) five is coming out. I'm still like two steps behind. But anyway, I digress. Um, This began rolling out last week. The update has two major key components. Uh, First is Messenger, and the second part is App Lab, uh, which is something they discussed as part of this release, although it's not required. Uh, the, this, this new update isn't required to use the App Lab, and I'll get into more of that in a sec. Uh, so let's start with Messenger, as this is obviously Facebook Messenger, of course. And to use this feature, you need to have your Facebook account synced with your Oculus account if you're using the original <coughs> Oculus Quest. Of course, with Quest 2, you don't have a choice. You have to sign up with your uh, Facebook yeah. account anyway. Um, so now you can uh, type messages and uh, you know send messages to friends and family without taking the headset off. So if you use Messenger a lot, this might be actually quite useful. Uh, You can use the virtual keyboard uh, in the Quest or you can use pre-written conversation starters or even use a voice to text feature so you can just kind of dictate some messages, which is kind of neat. And also you can invite friends through Messenger to join you in game and also start a party through it as well uh, with the Quest. So, you know, if you use Messenger a lot, I know some people do, um, then this might be kind of a, a cool feature for you. Um, Some other features in the update that are worth a quick mention before I go on to App Lab are uh, Bluetooth mouse support. Uh, So they've added that you can now okay. edit the length of captured videos directly in the headset so if you're recording small clips you can edit it quickly and then just it's upload it directly to so Facebook
3: very f- specific thing to do yep. when connecting your mouse to your headset but sure okay no no no, okay. no that's as
0: well as so it's, as well okay okay. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. We're,
3: we're adding mouse support because you want to no, trim no, your no. video clips <laughs> no, no, no no no
0: it's as well as as well as they've also done some <laughs> Oculus Link stability updates so so hopefully it'll be a bit more stable. Um, you know, every now and again, I still have issues with my microphone using Oculus Link. So oh, man, it's a bit that, hit and that's, miss.
3: That's a problem, man. Yeah, yeah. that's a problem.
0: Um, and tweaks to the Guardian and pass-through modes as well. So they're just some little like tidbits that they've also updated okay. in this update. Um, but obviously the biggest and most exciting thing that they talked about whilst mentioning this uh, new update rollout is the App Lab. Now they've talked about this a long, long time ago. Uh, and basically what it is, is a method of easily sort of sideloading experimental games and apps without the need to actually sideload using like SideQuest or something like that. You know, sideloading even now is is, is much easier than it was way back in the early days of mm. Quest, but it can still be a bit daunting for new users as it does require yeah. you to create like an Oculus developer account. Um, and, and people are a bit concerned about doing stuff like that or maybe they're not too techy on their PC or maybe they don't have access to a PC. So SideQuest is kind of written off for them completely well. This kind of changes the game and makes the whole process much, much easier. So with the introduction of App Lab, all you need to do to install these experimental games and apps on your Quest is just click a single link and then that app is added to your Quest library. It's literally as simple as that. And the cool thing is you can can click on these links using your phone, you can use a PC, or you can even just do it all in the Quest headset itself. So you can put on your Quest, Go to SideQuest in the Oculus browser, go to App Lab, which is a subcategory in SideQuest, and then they list all the App Lab apps in there. Just click on one, add it to your account, and then it will literally, as you come out the Oculus browser, go into your library, into uninstalled apps, and you'll see all the App Lab content, which is kind of flagged with a a concept uh, little banner in the corner so you know it's an App Lab game.
3: So, so the, the only that's the only problem I bumped into is when I first heard of this, when it came out as a surprise, because even we didn't knew this was coming, that's um, true. Yeah. I first didn't really get the whole concept of where I had to find these games. And some people said, yeah, you just need to get, as you said, a link from a developer. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can't necessarily find these links in the open. It's not like, bam, here's one place for it. Now on SideQuest, they now have this nice page where... All of the games end up. Also, uh, games that might be coming out next week, they, they will be updated along the way. Oculus hasn't done this. They have a blog post where there are a few games, but they're not going to update that, I don't think. No. Um, so SideQuest is the only place right now where you will be able to find everything. Or what you can also do is you can um, well sign up on Reddit, you can make a Twitter account, follow some interesting people to see what's going on. Because, for example, we know that Pavlov is coming to uh, App Lab, but that's something we know because we follow this developer. Mm -hmm. So I I hope they will still make it a little bit easier. I do understand why they did this, because they don't want, you know, new users to uh, see these concept games on the main store because they are experimental, they are still getting worked on. But for us VR enthusiasts who are a little bit more, you know, into that, um, it would be nice to make it a little bit easier to, you know, it's now, well, like, really hidden away, like, extremely...
1: Yeah, just one, so so there is a secondary place you can go, which is Reddit, so the the Oculus Quest subreddit has an aggregated list, and in the past, whenever we've had features like what Nick was talking about earlier, when you've got, you know, multiple people kind of playing a game together and stuff like that, multi-user accounts, Reddit is a very good aggregator of of like this kind of helpful threads and they just kind of merge it all together mm-hmm, yeah. and they're pretty good at keeping stuff up to date. The yeah. only thing that I would say is you know wear sunglasses cuz there's a lot of rough stuff on Reddit. <laughs> and you got to protect those eyes of yours.
3: So so the <laughs> the funny part is if you if you look at Oculus app lab right now it's 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 an early access system but not completely. It's still not what it should be. So we're getting there, but it's not so they're kind of keeping it in the middle for now. Uh, it's not the, the ultimate solution. That's what I'm saying. It's As Mike said, it's easy to use for consumers. Mm-hmm. It has a very low entry level, but um, it's, it's not like a green light system or a way for us to vote. Uh, we can help developers, of course, by playing them and give feedback and get them closer to that you know approval uh, uh, point. But you know what I mean? It's well, not. We're not
0: completely... I think what, what might help developers is that obviously all the data is in their hands now, like Oculus's hands, so they know exactly who's playing what, the retention, yeah, yeah. how regularly people are going yeah, back yeah. to games. So then they can work out whether a, a game is potentially worthy then to go on the the official store. Yeah, but yeah. Um, they're not all free or all demos. Some of them are like full games that you can buy. Uh, like Crisis Brigade 2 is a good example of this. It's actually a, a paid app through the App Lab. So you you sign in, you click on the link, you go to the store page, which is an Oculus Mm -hmm. store page. It's got a price, you pay for it, and then it's added to your uh, headset. But it is an App Lab app. It's not like an official store. So developers can monetize it.
3: Yeah, and we still like we still don't know what the approval process is for these App Lab games. They could still be pretty tough for developers to get into. So this does a does does not mean that now suddenly everything that you love to play is going to be on there. There is still someone Whoopie. going to look at them.
2: It would be interesting to see like some kind of like subscription model for that as well, where you pay like a monthly fee, where you get to try out these kind of games that are on there. Well, they're, kind of well, need they're free that. right now. Most so of, most of them are free. That. I think <laughs> yeah, yeah, the mean, I know, but if, if they plan in the future to don't monetize don't that it. more and they want to they do that <laughs> yeah, yeah, more yeah. and maybe make the developers make some money as well, it might be a, a nice incentive to develop more stuff for it.
1: Mm. You mean like a like a like a union? So if you had a a bunch of different VR devs kind of lumping together and saying, "We'll all take a feed in the same way you would from like a pension pot. Like we'll take a feed from whatever Mm -hmm. people are subscribing in, but throw my game in there and yeah, I'd rather
0: buy stuff piecemeal. Like I I'm not a fan of subscription models at all. Like you know I think uh, Viveport for example, I think it's interesting for like you know we've mentioned this before newcomers, but you know I I just I just prefer buying my stuff piecemeal.
3: a subscription would also uh, cause more issues in terms of like we get more games with parts because then it's like, oh, here's part one in your subscription, and part two is coming in a couple of months. So that yeah. would only fire up something we don't want to You see get that into. In,
2: the, in the PC market, you see that as well. Like all of them are moving to yeah. a more like not only cl- cloud computing, but also yeah. like more like uh, subscription yeah, models. True. You see that with Xbox, you see that with PlayStation, they've yeah. had it for Even years. Steam, so. On
3: Steam, you can also have subscriptions now with EA and stuff. Yeah. 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 So, um, so you see that coming yeah, up. Interesting. I, I find this uh, system very interesting and I'm curious where it's going. I think it's a good start. I think this is great for us mm-hmm. as people who want to play games, but also for, uh, you know, devs who want to get some feedback. Hopefully this will also open up a more um, applications that are, you know, for remote VR, uh, are for healthcare and stuff, because it's a hidden system that doesn't end up in the main store. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, just, it's just very hard to find this stuff you have to really google it and then watch a tutorial
0: or some explanation on what oculus app lab is before you understand the concept so yeah like like zim mentioned as well you know reddit is a good source of these links they'll they'll aggregate them in a mega thread you've got um sidequest, you know their official sidequest website they, they've got a, a specific tab for app lab content and obviously yeah. on the oculus blog as well and you know developer discords and stuff like that you know if you're following a specific dev they'll probably post the links yeah. in there as well so just a few uh, sources that you can get these games. But right now, the games available are Ancient Dungeon, which is really, really great. You've got um, Baby Hands, uh, Crisis Frigade, and Crisis Frigade 2. Like I mentioned, mm. Crisis Brigade 2 is uh, a paid app. You've got Day Sim, uh, Descent Alps, Gym Class, Marine Verse Cup, Puzzling Places, uh, Spark AR Player, <laughs> Smash Drums, and Zoe. And like I said...
1: Smash Drums. I'm going to underscore that one as well, because if you want a drumming music rhythm game, that's amazing as well. That's very good.
0: And like I said, once you've added these to your account, you'll find them in the uninstalled directory of your Oculus Games list. Go on, uh, Nick. Is the the Smash Drums the one with the boat?
1: No, that's Ragnarok, uh, which Ah, which we covered on Releases before, which is a Mm -hmm. six-player lane-based rowing game where you're drumming. Uh, Smash Drums is more... It's it's cool because you actually get you have a, a, a full drum kit and you would learn how to drum to an extent is not mm. is not easy is not easy if you're not used to those motions those repetitive like drumming motions um, it's awesome though it's a really it's a really solid game I would recommend anyone fans of indie games or anyone who likes rhythm games like a Beat Saber or an audio yeah absolutely try, try I would that.
0: echo that as well yes. I played Ragnarok uh, this week as well and um, you know if you like rock music you know and and hammering on drums like some sort of like you know Norse god then uh, yeah you'll 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 dig it um.
3: and, and 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 wasn't wasn't that one multiplayer too the Ragnarok one yeah
0: yeah, yeah so you can yeah. drum against someone else. Yeah, yeah, and you race—you basically race your yeah, boat yeah, you by race. drumming. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's yeah. So just
1: to clarify, I was recommending Smash Drums. Mike recommended Ragnarok. Yeah. I haven't played Ragnarok, but I've yeah, heard it's it a blast. Different, uh, yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. But going back
0: to App Lab, uh, I tried out uh, Crisis Brigade two uh, earlier on this morning, and I did it all through the headset, so I didn't even use any external device. Like, and that's what I think is so awesome about this App Lab concept is that. You know, if you're like, you know, a bit younger and you don't have access to a laptop or, you know, a phone and you're a kid, you know, you can just go into the Oculus browser and find these links and download them. And I think that's awesome. Uh, It takes all the friction out of sideloading content. Um, but a lot of people are, are like worried about this, you know. A lot of people have said, you know, well, what does this mean for SideQuest? Is is SideQuest going to die off now or whatever? But I don't think SideQuest is going anywhere. You know, obviously now they're they're hosting, you know, these App Lab apps and acting as almost the storefront for all this content, which is great. And of course, you know, you've got content like you know Beat Saber mods, uh, the Doctor Beef mods with like Half Life, Wolfenstein, and Doom, like we mentioned earlier. You know, they're not going to be allowed on the App Lab. Um, So you're still going to have to use the old method of sideloading through SideQuest to get that kind of content. Also, there is a big question mark around virtual desktop right now, um, whether that's going to be allowed on App Lab. (laughs) Uh, Um, I do know from from Guy that he's submitted it. to App Lab, um, but whether it's going to get approved or not, we no. we, we, we just have to wait. But no,
1: no, going to happen. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it's a no go because of the because of the Steam part. If he, if he if he was still the original clean build without the the Steam link in to play the Steam games, then I think he would get approved. But this is something that's really interesting um, for the devs who are listening. I would recommend knowing from the past what Oculus QA has been like. Don't just rush and throw your app at them. Right, get it ready get ready for a a wait in terms of that QA assessment time, Mm -hmm. but submit it as if you were submitting to Oculus Home. And like Mike said earlier, this is the way I view it is it's like now the middle layer. This is the middle layer on your pathway to Oculus Home. You might start with SideQuest. The next tier up is now App Lab and then you're on oculus home plus mm-hmm. and i think that path it, it it will naturally create these zones right you'll have the proper indie stuff some of it's that borderline illegal right down at side and they're really yeah. fun and, like and- weird things that break your guardian system yeah and then and then you get app lab stuff that's going to be like what we used to have with rift s and the original rift it's kind of like alpha slash beta access stuff you know that that might be ready, or might even be a full game that's just really in the queue for the for Oculus. So. Yeah,
0: and uh, Guy yeah. Godin is in the chat. Actually, he um, he you know he's a developer oh. of like Sci- a uh, virtual desktop. If you wasn't aware, but he he said that there's still an approval process for apps and games in App Lab. So he's just reiterating what, oh, what nice. Zim just said. Yeah, um, yeah. And he's yeah. waiting yeah. for approval. Yeah. So good luck. We wish you the best of luck with that uh, for sure. Um, Definitely. I want it. I want but I think it. you know yeah. I think I do have some concerns about like, SideQuest Quest because you know now that oculus are in control of this kind of like side loading ecosystem it wouldn't take much for them to kind of no. like close the loophole because obviously we are using a loophole right now to access sideloaded content on quest because you have to sign up as like a yeah. oculus developer essentially which we know none of us are And all it would take is them to say, okay, well, we want more validation that you're an actual development studio and you're not just an individual like using this loophole. Or they could just say, well, if you're a developer and you want to be on the Oculus platform, then it's worth, what, $100 a year for a subscription to be a developer, a registered developer. And then that would immediately (laughs) just put everyone off having a developer account. so I, I hope that's not the case yeah, but, that, but it's just we what, something that yeah. we're concerned about. I would say. Well,
3: like this let, let's be honest like uh, oculus app lab has has partly replaced sideQuest now. It's a lot easier. We have already seen devs having huge numbers now because of. And they had the same with SideQuest, of course, but because it's easier, more people get into it Mm -hmm. who never used SideQuest before. And if more and more of those games are App Lab games, people are going to be like, oh yeah, this is an App Lab, this is one I just want to link quickly to my phone app and do it that way. But as long as Oculus keeps their approval phase, you know, so tight, uh, not many are going to make it and then SideQuest will still exist. But as you said, if they close that loophole... It it becomes more of a device we hack into, mm. and it becomes kind of like this piracy thing, and you know, you know, we get into a whole different. Well, so well, they, they, they might want to push... keep it open, but again, this is this is something that is not gonna stay open forever. And with Oculus App Lab, it has kind
1: of started heading into a different direction. So if they let's just take that down the the rabbit hole here a little bit. So if they were to shut down SideQuest, doesn't that push us into what I would view as again the fourth tier in that stack, which is places like itch. Dot. I.O. where you can just grab an APK file, yeah. uh, you know, physically essentially sideloaded onto your Android device that's, that creates the quest? I mean, I, I I just still think, is that a door that they have control over? Well, I don't if, think if, so. if you
0: close the developer um, lo- like, if, if they so were more strict about developer uh, accounts you can't sideload anything. Because um, oh, so you, you, you need to, to, need to be, have the developer break. mode activated on, on, the, on the device before you can sideload anything. So, and so I think then, that's the then you get
3: but then you get into this, like, where people try to geo the software. It. Yeah, that, what that, that almost that. seemed yeah, to be just... like they tried it already yeah. once, yeah. and it seemed almost but impossible. I, so I, I mean,
2: the the quest is such, so much of a better device when it's you know when when this option is opened, like just only already the option for having virtual desktop. Yeah. Closing that would put so many more people off. I think yeah, I, uh, because I agree. it it makes it a fully fledged PC VR headset mm-hmm. yeah. wireless. There's not a single other thing on the market like and that. And just to be
0: clear, we For don't that know price. that they're going to do that. It's just that something we hope doesn't happen in the future. Of course. Um, no. You know, fingers crossed. But like you said, like you know, know. if they did close that loophole, then they control the whole stack. Then you know, they control the official store. But they already, they
3: already. This is the thing. They already started doing that with App Lab. They're indirectly already kind of closing Mm -hmm. down SideQuest. They're not just going to say we're going to do it. They're just kind of using their own software now to kind of get into that direction.
2: The the, the only problem I have with that, I mean, I have a lot of problems with that, but the (laughs) main one is that um, you know you need to offer something in return by closing off that kind of option. There needs to be something that is an Oculus controlled where something like virtual desktop or something similar can actually exist because why I mean let's face it like the Oculus link cable even that doesn't work as well as virtual
0: desktop I don't think they can. I think that <laughs> no, I, no, don't, I, think, they I don't I think, care. I think Rowdy
1: is I think Rowdy I think Rowdy is absolutely there if if they from the moment that they have that Oculus have developed their own virtual desktop They'll shut that door as quickly as they can. They'll say, use the official one from us. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, <I> know, <laughs> Let's but but, Cooper but Cooper that, that. That's, that's the, that's the, the well, kind of cruel part is that side quest. You know, Shane has helped
0: them to create this. Mm.
3: But has the, has, does the man have another choice? Is to kind of work together with them anyways. So well,
0: the, I mean this this you know whole, <laughs> the whole app lab thing is coming in in together in sort of collab collaboration between you know Shane and Chris Pruitt yeah, from the Oculus yeah. team. Yeah, um yeah. And I'm actually going to meet up with Shane tomorrow to talk to him more about it to find out what he thinks of it because you know I, I know that he is more positive about it and he was positive about it when he was on the show many months yeah, ago. True. Um true. but mm. there is there is still like this this thing in the back of my mind that thinks they could just lock this whole thing down. But.
3: but- that's what I'm saying. He has no other choice than to be positive.
0: There is no other option here. <laughs> that, there is no that, other that option. That is true. That is true. <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know, them them controlling the whole ecosystem is probably something that they do want. Yeah. You know, and this is another maybe another step towards that. So who knows what's happened. Yeah. But I do think, you know, on, on the flip side of things, I do think it's great for for people to try these experimental apps and games and for developers to get those yeah. games into people's hands amazing. With, with as little friction as possible. Um, yeah. so I, I do think it's a great idea, but I just hope that this old school system stays open for the yeah. for the long term future. that's that's my wish. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I
1: just wanted to so as I understand, this is essentially they've simplified the whole silo process to a link, yeah. but it's a bit like an unpublished YouTube yeah. video. You share that link and you say, "Hey, can you go there? And the benefit yeah. to the developer is you actually get a landing page that looks like an oculus home store page. Yeah. So it, it, the legitimacy side of it is there as a win for the dev. And as you said, Facebook it's the win of the data. And I yeah. think that's a really important point for But that.
0: Like, like we said, you know, what Guy mentioned in the chat is that there is a curation process. You know, it, maybe it's not as strict as the official store, but there is still a curation process there. So don't expect to be yeah. uploading any old nonsense to the
1: no. App Lab, you know. No. SLR.
3: Well, well, can I say one more thing about sure. that? Because a couple of weeks ago... Um, there was someone who actually uh, published a game on the Oculus Rift store that was a complete prank, a complete troll. I saw that. It wasn't really a game. I don't know what the name was, but that showed that (laughs) on the the other side, the PC side, there is no curation at all. No. Like, I think you could pull this prank today and it would work again. Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) I think you're right. He just showed that how
3: broken it was. So with Quest, it's super hard. And with PC... Like you can do whatever you want now, like, so it's like, like the ultimate.
1: If anyone if anyone opens <laughs> up, and I do this every week, but if you go to the the Oculus Rift and Rift S store, it it it, it actually a lot of weeks looks worse it's, than it's, even it's, Steam. It's sad. I mean, it's Steam sad. we know well basically is open 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 season, but it is it's difficult because. The Rift users are right now, you know, they're just they're crying but, because there's, there's there's nothing for them.
3: I see a lot of I see a lot of memes popping up now where people make fun of it. I don't know why people now suddenly figured out that this is happening. Maybe it's because you know we're soon getting to the point where they're not selling the rift as anymore. But this was already happening last year, mm. and it's also also happening the year before that. So this is nothing new. So to everyone who is planning to buy a Rift S. Don't buy a Rift. That's just don't do it because they're
0: not gonna invest their money into it. They're more interested in Quest. That's just yeah. what it is. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Well, that is the App Lab. Um, let us know what you think in the chat as well of the App Lab. We'll be interested yeah. to know what your thoughts on that are. Um, but like you, you know, you guys said about content wise on Steam, you know, maybe you're you're a Steam VR headset owner and you're feeling a little bit left out with all this App Lab content on Quest. Well, I do have Mm. some good news for you as Valve are currently Mm. running the 2021 Game Festival on Steam. Mm. Uh, And this means Mm. that you can check out some scheduled developer live streams and also over 20 demos for new and upcoming VR games. And they're obviously all free. Uh, So you can go check them out. And I've checked out the list. Um, There are some interesting titles there. Some of them are not so interesting, but here's the ones that I've kind of personally picked out that I think look kind of cool. You've got um, an asymmetric local co-op game, which is set on a space station called Operation Armstrong. So you've got like one player in VR. You've got other players either on PC or using smartphones all working together. Uh, That seems like a lot of fun and and an interesting concept. You know, whenever we've tried asymmetrical um, multiplayer in the past like Nathan and I for example we've had an absolute blast so um, I'd recommend that uh, Yoshi's not a big fan of that one though uh, unfortunately. So, um, Yoshi does
4: not like asymmetrical he's
0: not a fan he's like he's like the headset's all mine playing synth riders or no one gets it that's that's the rule for, for Yoshi um, you've then got an anime inspired uh, JRPG style adventure called Sword uh, Revier, uh which is uh French, apparently, for daydream. Is that right, Rowdy? Uh, maybe. You're Canadian. <laughs> Every, everyone speaks French over there as well, right? Yeah, okay. Apart from you. I'm going to agree. Okay. Then, <laughs> uh, then, then, then you've got uh, a neon uh, bullet hell-style space shoot-em-up called Antiprism. That looks kind of cool. Like uh, You control the ship with your hand movement. That looks kind of interesting. Uh, you've got a stylized multiplayer 3D Tetris-looking game called Battle Blocks, where two players uh, sort of play Tetris in a 3D sort of uh, platform. Okay, and, um, cool. Yeah, they can play against each other. That looks kind of smart. <laughs> um, yeah. You've then got a, uh, a VR climbing platforming game where you play as hmm. an acrobatic ape in this game. <laughs> what? Yeah, oh it's like Windlands, but you're a, you're an ape, and that's called Toss. <laughs> Tosh. Toss? Toss. That's called... Oh. Yeah. Oh, so, you can go so in- we're going to kind of end on, on the Zim level with releases now, Mike. I know. you am yeah, so very good yeah, at this, yeah, man. Like, yeah, wow. <laughs> they're, they're, some of them look fun. Like, Toss looks actually like a lot of fun. Um, yeah. but some of the others are a bit like, meh, uh, there is one actually <laughs> another one called, uh, Ionia, which, uh, is a really like visual, visually beautiful looking, uh, fantasy puzzle adventure. So, uh, maybe go and check that one out as well. But like I said, mm. all these demos are free during the steam game festival and that runs up until Tuesday, the that's, 9th of February.
3: That's great. It's, it's, it's a great thing that, that awesome. more platforms should do, you know, where you get to play some demos and explore new things.
0: Yeah. And what, nice. what I didn't realize was that if you go on the, the VR page uh, of the Steam Festival, it's got like a, an itinerary. So you can actually see when developers are going to be streaming the game and talking about the development and yeah. their plans for the future and stuff, which is really cool. Like gives you a good yeah. insight into what they're they're up to and what they're working on, which I think is really nice. Mm. Gives them a good spotlight as well, I think.
1: The other reason it's great is because February is a pretty dry month for VR, so getting this kind of stuff out there on a platform that you like, um, and it also it kind of attracts you in, so it'll attract the dollars as well. So you know, there's there's plenty of things on sale, you know, uh, still uh, at this time period on Steam. So Steam is still continuing to be such a great place to go. If you want, if you don't want to spend a ton of money, but you want some great VR games. I love this. This is, this looks absolutely up my alley. I got to try all this stuff out. I saw blunt force and it looked like a really style, like stylish version of like Medal of honor. Oh, and I don't know. We'll see if it's any the, good, but it's probably just a, a
0: yeah, you know, I was going to mention blunt shooter. force, but it actually actually did a demo last year during the same thing. And it was really oh, right. bad. Um, but yeah, go and check it out. Hopefully they've improved it. Cause like you say, it looked like a promising game, but sadly didn't deliver. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, that is the uh, Steam Game Festival so go and check that out. Yeah. So 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 what do you then say? Thank you. Thank you who? Gabe. Lord Gaben, of Gabe? Yeah. Gabe, of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. And also this week I posted the uh, the link to the interview um that we were talking about last week about the whole like brain computer interface oh. stuff that he was talking about. Watch the interview. It's mm-hmm. so amazing. We I posted it on the F Reality Twitter page. Um yeah, just go watch it and and just laugh. The, the guy's just hilarious. Mm-hmm. He talks about like I said about like, you know, <laughs> How this this technology could just like you know mess with someone's brain and then he's like running off dancing <laughs> naked in the woods and stuff. Like yeah, that, he jokes about yeah. it casually, like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, it's <laughs> but like that, obviously a serious old. concern for a lot of people. But that, that's Gabe for you, so go and check that out. Um, but now, of course, it's time to speak to our special guest. Nick Mitchell. Uh, He's currently running a VR company in China. And we're kind of interested to get his insights into what's going on in the VR industry over there because, you know, Nathie's been over to China. He got to hang out with Nick and Nick kind of Mm. showed him what was going on over there. And and Nathy's kind of given us his kind of thoughts on what's going on over there, but it'll be interesting to get it directly from Nick himself. So um,
2: welcome. Yeah, to, to see if, if Nathy was actually telling the truth. Yeah, of course. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, so, what? So so, okay. so so Nick, maybe you could just start with uh, an introduction as to who you are and, and maybe how you got into VR in the first place and how you ended up uh, going from Canada over to China, where you are now.
4: Cool. Yeah. Um, so my name's Nick Mitchell. I was born in Kenya, grew up in Canada first semester at art school in Vancouver. I saw a job offer on Craigslist, uh, as a, to be an English teacher, send an email like randomly, like wouldn't being in China be way more random and fun than university, um, somehow got the job and I was like, well, guess I'm dropping out of university, maxed out my student loan in cash, bought a plane ticket and I just like went to see what was up in China, Um, that was 13 years ago, taught English for a year, worked at a bar, uh, learned to DJ, started just like doing all kinds of random stuff, a lot of really weird random stuff, but (laughs) I think we got enough (laughs) content without that. and then like I could see you thinking, like, should I talk about, no, I probably
2: shouldn't <laughs> talk about this. I'm just going to say it's going to be random stuff.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Some things are better left unsaid. But, uh, yeah, I think, uh, about eight years ago, I decided I wanted to start making video games and was halfway through a little video game startup with a Chinese friend of mine. And I saw a video on YouTube from, uh, Cymatic Bruce. Oh, yeah. I know you had like the googly eyes on his DK1. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And I saw that video and I was like, this is like way more amazing than what we were doing. We were like making a mobile game and this was like from the future. I called over my partner and I was like, this is way more meaningful. And like that moment we threw out our like six months of development on our mobile game. And we're like, this is what we're doing and since then i guess seven plus years i've just been doing vr nice wow nice and, and whereabouts
0: are you based in in china at the moment
4: yeah now i'm in Hangzhou, china uh it's like an hour away from shanghai the home of alibaba and a bunch of nice. other big chinese tech companies
0: that's awesome that's awesome so maybe you can explain a little bit like what uh fxg does as a, as a company um, and, and cause you're, you're the founder and CEO of that company, right?
4: Yeah. Um, so I started this company, I guess, just for around four years ago, I was the CTO of another VR company. Um, and I just wanted to kind of have more of a platform where I could do more things. Um, and so it began just as as it's going to be a VR company, um, like our original plan was to make games, VR games, but like Mm -hmm. two weeks into the founding of the company, one of my, my original investor, like somehow got a job for like a hundred thousand dollars to make a VR film. And I was like, whoa, whoa, well, why am I making VR games? Like VR film is where the money is. Uh, where it is not, um, that was like a <laughs> fluke. Um, but that that guided me on a good path, I guess. Um, and I'd been making VR films too and stuff. And I think it's, it's like the VR of VR in my opinion, because mm-hmm. like where VR is so new and like not understood and challenging to make. VR film is like even more challenging and undeveloped and so that also appealed to me. Mm-hmm. And then the guy I'd been working with before doing VR films and who I needed to like back me up on this project, he's like the godfather of VR film in China. Then he joined up with me, um, became our CTO and a co-founder. And then we went like deep into VR films. And so we've been creating VR films for the past four years. He's been developing his technology. Um, if you guys watch Hugh from creator up, he just Mm -hmm. released a video about our new camera. Um, we got a 180 super, super high resolution camera coming out soon. Um, but yeah, so we've been making VR film content, creating VR hardware. And as the company grows and expands. We're into all kinds of other stuff, playing with XR and holograms with the Sony Elf Spatial Display. We've been nice. been been developing on that. Uh, Looking Glass, we're super big on the Looking Glass. Uh, we're actually their reseller in China, and that's I guess the final thing we do. Oh yeah, here's uh, we built actually a full video studio to create light field for the Looking Glass because it's got a forty five like uh like degrees of of view so we made Mm -hmm. a 45 camera setup and so we can film content straight and then play it in the looking glass
0: and maybe like for people that are unfamiliar with looking glass you can explain what that is
4: yeah so it's um it's they call it like a holographic display and it is like a video that's like chopped like a screen that's chopped into 45 different pieces and depending on where you are you see a different video so first it gives you like beautiful 3d just looking at it and then when you move back and forth you can like look around objects like you can see here like you can peek around something and see it from other sides so it's 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 a bit like like a real hologram Yeah. yeah right
0: Yeah, and you don't need a display, you know, wearing a headset or anything. This is just like a display that's on your coffee table or in your, you know, Mm. something like that.
4: Yeah, which is awesome for cases where you can't put on a headset. Like we did some projects for the Macau Science Center. And for a place like that, where a VR headset, you need to have kind of people setting it up and all kinds of different things. But there, with the looking glass and a leap motion, you just see like a little holographic screen and then. Put your hands in. That sounds in. awesome. So, yeah. so you said you were uh,
0: developing a, a new VR180 camera. So how does that sort of compare to like some of the other sort of players that are on the market? Like obviously Nathan and I have had a sort of a hand in creating VR180 content, which, you know, we can attest to is is, is a bit of a pain. Um, so, so how does this one differ or is it just better quality or does it remove any of the friction involved or, or how does it work?
4: Um, so it's definitely super high quality and Mm -hmm. it's higher quality than anything that's currently on the market. Um, we have two like full frame sensors, so it has like a really super high dynamic range and it does up to 12 K, um, 60 frames per second. Wow. And so yeah, on that side we're really focused as far as friction. Um, we're, we're working at reducing friction, but I think it's still at the place where it's... I guess I think first stage is making it better and then next stage is making it easier.
0: Yeah, because so I know that Nathan and I were playing around with the Z Cam Pro. Um, that was kind of the camera that I was using, but is this like exponentially better? Well, I take it it is at 12K resolution.
4: <laughs> yeah, and we're trying to do things with making it... Simpler to use, like, uh, so you can do straight live streaming from the device and different things. Oh, that's um, cool. Yeah.
0: Nice. Nice. So how did you end up meeting Nathy? Like, how did, how did you get to know this guy and how did you end up inviting him over to come and spend some time with you? And also, can you tell us any stories like dish the dirt on like anything interesting or stupid that you got up to in China?
2: <laughs> yeah, please. Cause he left that out when we talked to him. <laughs>
4: <laughs> did he tell you about the toilet yeah. paper machine?
2: Oh. Tell us about the toilet paper machine.
0: We need to know this story. <laughs> toilet
4: paper machine.
3: <laughs> wait, should I tell it or should you tell it? I mean, <laughs> oh my god. Okay, yeah. wait, wait. Let me let me tell you. So, so uh, around the corner where uh, Nick's office is 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 a public, uh, uh, you know, a bathroom yeah. where uh, you have to to be able to get toilet paper, you have to scan your face at a dispenser. And when it recognizes that you have a face, it will just save that data and then give you some toilet paper. And based on how pretty you are, it will give you more or less <laughs> toilet paper. That, that's what I made up. But I what? got like two pieces while my brother got like six. And, and also, Nick, you got like one or two pieces. So we were too ugly to get some <laughs> some decent amount of toilet paper, basically. So wow. that, that's kind of what it is. But that, that's kind of if you explain this to people in the Western, uh, you know, a scene, they're like, what the heck are you talking about? what is this you know well, it's but you it's, showed it you said like you gotta try this i'm like what is this so
4: <laughs> it's solving an important problem how do you stop people from using too much toilet yeah. paper yeah. with
0: you uh take their ex- data
2: and you sell it over <laughs> you,
4: yeah you give your
2: biometric data
0: across for two sheets of toilet paper and
4: you, <laughs> i wow. just imagine the price of that like, like, how much does toilet paper cost, and how much is this like huge machine yeah. <laughs> with facial scanning technology and a
0: dispenser? <laughs> or maybe it's and subsidized all of this. by the government. You know, when they get all oh, your yeah, the pictures of your faces for their sort of like you know algorithm, you know that they've got ran yeah, over Maybe there. it
1: just looks fancy on the outside. On the inside, it's just a USB-connected yeah. Huawei phone like, pressed up against some glass yeah, scanning yeah. your face. But
2: it, it, I would find it hilarious if on the other side of the toilet towards the outside there would be this huge screen with your picture saying this person is currently on the toilet. <laughs> <It is. laughs> Exposed.
3: But... (laughs) But but trust me, like the first time you go to China, like this, like this is just an example, but this is happening all the time. Like, like on every street corner, you're like, but what is this and what is that? And you're like learning new things, uh, like instantly. Um, and I, I don't really know, I don't remember how we got to meet each other. I think my brother knew you from something. And when I said, I want to go to China, he said like, you gotta meet with Nick because Nick is like the Oracle of the Chinese VR industry and then we met in Shanghai, I remember. I was like completely oh, lagged. I was sitting there and yeah, yeah, yeah. And you showed me the skyline of Shanghai for the first time. I was like, it was like the best thing ever. And and from there you just have have, have been like touring me around because the thing is like you understand the Western market, but you also understand the Chinese market. So you're like this, this bridge between the two. Well, if I would, you know, meet up with someone who was like only doing things in China and has never been anywhere else... Then, then I also don't know what's going on so you are like explaining things in a proper way mm-hmm. and that way you get to uh, learn you know more about China in, in like a you know a more clear uh, perspective yeah.
0: so mm-hmm. so Nathy and toilets aside um, uh, let's talk <laughs> oh. about like uh, VR for a second so like How would you say is like the general awareness uh, of VR, you know, uh, and headsets compared to like, you know, the Western world? Are are people more open to it? Are people more aware of it? Like, what what would you say is the situation over there?
4: Yeah, so it's it's been kind of an interesting, like, progression. Um, China didn't have the VR like a boom and bust that we had in the West in the 90s. Um, Right. So that kind of China wasn't at the place, like they were just kind of getting onto the internet then. So it was, they missed out on that. Um, and then when the DK1 came out, it was pretty much ignored originally. Like the first thing that me and my partner did is we made a website because there was like no community or anything. And it was kind mm. of like Reddit slash wow. Upload VR like news and like a forum and different things um and then when oculus sold to facebook that like completely changed everything and it was like overnight like everybody in china woke up and there were like vr is here and it's something that's super big and with the the selling to Facebook and open sourcing the DK1, mm-hmm. that was like a combo attack where it was like, "Whoa, VR is huge. There's a lot of money to make in VR." And here are like the instruction manual on how to make VR, and it went crazy. Like, there went from no headsets being made in China to something like ninety percent of the headsets, and like wow. so many brands came and died in in that like short amount of time. Mm-hmm. And it it kind of it was unfortunate. I think like uh, Palmer Lucky talks about poisoning the well, and it like grew way too fast and the well was like poisoned really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. HTC released some stat that it was like ninety percent of like everybody in China has tried VR, um, which I think definitely in in big cities I would really believe that. And because it was everywhere, like you'd see it in every mall, they have these weird egg shaped chairs, um, where right. they have like, horrible content and it randomly moves like not in sync with the content Like roller
0: coasters and stuff.
4: Yeah, uh, like roller yeah. coasters. So, so, so yeah. you're
3: saying it, it basically went
4: mainstream,
3: but it wasn't ready to be mainstream yet. Yeah. Exactly.
4: Wow. And it it was so bad. (laughs) Like, they had, they had like free content from Oculus Share and then like just playing on like a, one of those chairs and it would just like move randomly. (laughs) Like, they were never synced. And people, people loved it. They made loads of money. These companies like blew up, but it was, it was selling VR for VR. Right. Like, So when did that change
0: then? Obviously, you know, we're in the early days and everything's a bit crappy, but it explodes. Everyone's expectations are super high. They're super disappointed. How does that sort of affect the industry like years later now? Are people sort of like still very skeptical of it or have they kind of gone for 180 and now they believe it because they've seen better VR maybe?
4: Yeah, well, after that like boom, like four years ago, it totally crashed. And like... It, it was interesting. I remember before the crash, one of the company I was at last, investors, he said, like, in our circles, like, if you don't have a VR investment, like, you're out. And then, like, it was like, it was like kind of the dot-com boom where it was just like anything dot-com and you're going to get investment. And they called it, like, plus VR and you get an investment. And then all these companies died and, I've, like, investors were like, we're not touching VR the general public is like, I tried VR. It makes me feel dizzy. I don't like roller coasters. And I would say last year is when a shift kind of began to happen. Right. And I think it's really, it's changed now. Like I I got a lot of pushback when I started FXG because I began like right at like the bottom when everything was the worst and people were like why are you doing that like don't you know VR is a fad and it's dead and mm-hmm. now people understand it and they're supportive of it and the government's doing crazy big investments in VR with like Nanchong VR and all these huge things and so mm-hmm. now it's everybody's open to it again and the the investment is coming back and the general yeah. public is very cautiously and slowly trying it again
3: yeah because because that's the interesting part right that uh in in the u.s uh every company is is you know owned by uh you know uh, it's like privatized well in in china you have the government much more involved of course with vr like they invested so much money they were even like you had like this conference every year where they had like one city they turned it into a vr city right
2: (laughs) Do, do you think that that also, because you mentioned that they kind of missed like that initial boom of VR that we had back in the day with the, uh, you know, before we ever heard of the Oculus and you mentioned that China kind of missed that. Do you think that is the reason why we've seen such a, such an influx all of a sudden of virtual reality in China with like so many people wanting to try it because they didn't have that, you know, that kind of disappointment before?
4: <laughs> yeah. Oh, definitely. Like, it, it, they had the sci-fi kind of ex, experience of it and knowledge of that VR is a thing, but mm. they hadn't been burned yet.
0: And do you think as well, because yes. I know that, you know, when Nathy visited China, it, a lot of it was like about VR arcades and like VR arcades were really popular at the time when Nathy visited. And do you think that that business model of like multiple arcades and, and getting that exposure out there that people are more aware of VR than they maybe would be over here? Because... You know, over here, VR arcades are a thing, of course, but they're certainly not as popular as they are in, in, in China.
2: Oh.
4: Yeah, it's definitely been, I think, a big help to it. Um, I think it was damaging originally because it was horrible content. Like, I could I could talk for ages about how bad the original <laughs> VR stuff was. Like, even one example, there was one thing I tried that was a hot air balloon, and my camera perspective was in front of the guy's head. So in the scene, there's a guy in a hot air balloon leaning out the air balloon. And it's three doff where my head is in front of his head. So I look down oh. and I'm like over the air of a hot air balloon and I look behind me and there's oh. an air balloon and a guy's face like like right oh like this, God. like an inch <laughs> oh, away shit, from that me. That
2: sounds horrible. That sounds but, horrible, but, but I, like, uh, I want to try that now. But,
3: but pe- people going to arcades in China is also more of a cultural thing, right? We're here. People would n- maybe go like, uh, mini golfing or wouldn't necessarily go for an arcade straight away. Well, in China, it's really a, a group thing as well.
4: Yep. But that's been a challenge. Um, people thought that the internet cafe culture would just translate over to VR. Because China has, mm. what, probably hundreds of thousands of internet cafes. And VR just seems like it would be a perfect fit. But it's been a challenge because, like you said, this is kind of a social thing. So you mm, grab definitely. four friends and we're going to go play League of Legends at the internet cafe. And then now, if there's Beat Saber or something, and they they would have that. Like, okay, NetEase is, was working at bringing Beat Saber and actually into cafes and different things but if you're there with five friends to play league and one of you guys wants to go off to play beat saber like no dude we gotta we gotta grind like
0: i understand
4: so like obviously
0: um what's the score with oculus over in china because you know obviously the quest 2 is like the most popular headset here is dominating like way above like anything else no one can even come close right now i remember seeing on your twitter feed there was almost like an almost identical one-for-one replica of the original quest that you had that wasn't the original quest so what what's going on with like vr over there now like is there a a a competitor to the quest 2 like the chinese version standalone or are they are they going to get the quest over there from oculus or or how does it work
4: um it's been an interesting kind of road with oculus um When the DK two came out and that like interest started growing in China, then they shut down shipments to China and it was like, we'll ship anywhere in the world except for China. Um, and the first thing that me and my partner had done, the website we had was called Oculus China. Cause at the time there was no Vive or anything else. So it was just like a Oculus community. Cause Mm -hmm. that was kind of the VR, like how our Reddit, that was a Reddit. Sorry, Reddit. Oculus was the total VR community. And then when Facebook bought Oculus, they also bought our website. And nice. like, uh, yeah, oh. it was nice. And I was so excited because I was like, oh, cool. You guys are excited about China and you want to like, uh, get involved. And they're like, it's, it's not on our roadmap whatsoever. And they <laughs> never came and found me. And so it seems like as time's gone on. Once I switched over to Facebook servers, even before the Facebook login, nothing was possible without a VPN. And so it's pretty much locks out the market here, though. The quest two is doing awesome. Mm. Um, it's complicated. You need like a VPN router to get set up. Uh, but what is then a lot of people do is you can buy a quest two on Taobao and they preload it with like every game. And so then you can, you just basically have it kind of set with all your games preloaded, um, pirated.
3: Wow. Yeah, because because the, the thing is, in China, there is like the, the firewall. So uh, things like Facebook are not allowed. Uh, people have their own Facebook in China. That is as amazing. Um, but uh, that way people can, of course, then when they import a Quest and now with the Quest 2 being, you know, uh, you have to have a Facebook account it's like completely useless in China. So as yeah. you said, you have to have someone kind of do it for you uh, from a distance and
0: then send it. Yeah, yeah. So is there so a th- a, competi- a lot coming. Competi- yeah. So like obviously you say some people are importing them, like you know preloaded content. But is there something off the shelf that people can buy that is like comparable to what the Quest Two offers right now?
4: Um, Pico, the Pico Neo. As far mm-hmm. as being a mobile six stuff headset, um, the the vibe is it the vibe focus? Yeah. Um, yeah, focus, yeah focus. is also being a six stuff um, mobile headset. So Are they
2: way cheaper in China than they are in the in the US or in, in Europe? Not really. Do you know that? No? Okay.
1: Mm. okay. So a little bit pricey yeah. here. They're like yeah. sometimes double the cost of a of a of a quest now, you know, so they've really un- undercut and yeah, look prohibitively expensive now to anyone who's considering them, even as competition. It may maybe a little bit cheaper here than that, but they're still definitely not cheap.
0: Yeah, mm. and obviously, you know, like you you say you got the Pico Neo there, and and the and the you know the Vive Focus, but really, you know, we know that those devices aren't really comparable to what the experience that you can get on Quest too. So, like, are they are they more inclined to like PC VR then? Because like, obviously, the standalone headset of, of choice isn't there or, or like what's this kind of most popular platform and, and headset for, for the general sort of VR enthusiast over in the Chinese market.
4: Yeah. So it's, it's pretty much there isn't, I guess, a, a good choice for the VR enthusiast and that's right. why things like the video you showed that Nathy filmed outside my office where it's like these little arcade booths and things like that have done really well because they right. can kind of take care of all the hardware and they go with the HTC Vive or a Pimax. But it's it's changing, I would say. Mm-hmm. Like Aichi uh, is coming out with a new 6DOF headset. Skyworth is coming out with a 6DOF headset. Huawei is coming out with a 6DOF headset. Mm. And all of these companies are also investing in content as well. And right. so it's only a matter of time.
1: Right. Mm. But- is on that on that um, on that point? Is there like this news? Like when you, you mentioned about new six stuff headsets coming, is there a kind of central conference or something in in China for these companies in Shanghai or somewhere that was or is uh, still the point where people come to learn about new hardware releases? There's so many
4: um, like big VR conferences. There's yeah. like probably at least five, maybe 10. Um, the Nanchong VR is a huge one, um, with like hundreds of thousands of people come to the conference center and like the guests, they'll have like 400 guests. Um, I think there's a little video of my, like the screen where I did my speech on, it was like a 20 something meter long screen, like just a huge conference. Um, Shadow Creator just had a conference and that where I actually, where I filmed that quest one looking thing. Um, yeah. Pimax yeah. has conferences, uh, Tolo, um, like a big VR media. They have their own big conference, um, China Telecom. They have a VR conference there's, there's so many but like, like wow. you're, you're almost underplaying it a little bit because the one
3: in Nanchang, like compared to, let's say, an Oculus Connect that we used to uh, go to, hopefully, maybe next year... <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, is, is like cute compared to what's happening in Nanchang where there is this ginormous Ferris wheel with the VR logo on it. They have like, <laughs> they, they, they make these flower uh, sculptures uh, with like VR stuff on them. The whole city gets uh, turned into the, the virtual reality capital of, of of China. And as you said, like 100,000 people. That's like, that's insane. That's that's so many, you know?
0: So uh, the interest is, is definitely there, as you say. Uh, so I get this kind of like vibe you know from the from like you know the 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 VR market over there they're more inclined to try you know something at an arcade or maybe like you say like a booth on the side of the street rather than invest in the technology and and take it home is that a fair assumption or is that not right definitely okay so like here in the west obviously we're almost the opposite we would rather go out I think and buy a headset rather than regularly go to an arcade and just pump money into that so that's kind of an interesting market there
2: yeah that's very interesting so in
0: yeah. terms of like say if you are a super enthusiast and you do go and buy your own hardware do you still have access to like steam for example over there like is the playstation vr a popular thing over there like how do those two platforms work
4: um you, steam is is fine lots of people use steam it's super big um if you ask a dev on their analytics like, most VR devs have China in the top three. Um, wow. Even seeing a lot of games that aren't even localized, well, China is sometimes even the number one. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. But, uh, so that's still definitely used. I guess it's China is an interesting case because everything is at such sizes that something mm-hmm. that is, like, an r- exception and not really popular will still have, like more numbers than like the population of sweden um
1: right
4: yeah <laughs> right and and like so I,
1: actually yeah.
2: go on go on rowdy i had a question i had a question because mike just touched upon the point of of like the arcades and you're saying like if your arcades are a big thing there is that the same for like regular gaming that people instead of playing regular games are also more likely to go to arcades because i know that in, in in europe you know in the, in the 90s and early 2000s like you know, arcades were a very big thing, and now they're kind of like, a lot of them at least, are going out yeah. of business. Yeah. Is that is that something that we've seen in China as well, that they, they, they didn't have in the 90s and the 2000s, those huge arcades, and they're kind of like catching up with that right now? Or is that only specific for the VR market?
4: Um, I would say uh, arcades were never really big here. What was bigger was uh, internet cafes. Mm-hmm. and those have been dying as people move to mobile gaming mm. and so the but internet cafes are on the way out it was kind of interesting when nathie
0: came back because he said that you know and it's funny you say that some steam games are like wildly popular in china like almost like the number one audience is is from china but what we we, we understood when nathie came back was that a lot of these chinese arcades don't abide by like Licensing rules, so they were like yeah. buying a copy of Beat Saber on Steam and then running it twenty four seven and charging people mm-hmm. to to play it. That's that's right, yeah. isn't it?
4: Yeah, definitely. Right. Um, and and actually, not just not just buying a copy. Piracy is really huge, and right. that's actually not even buying uh, not even buy single a single copy. To... copy. <laughs> wow, wow. Well, what's what's crazy actually is. There are platforms for arcades that are pirated games. So it's wow. like you don't even go on like a torrent site and get a copy of your Beat Saber. You'll go and get like a steamish looking platform that has a collection of all of these games. And yeah. it's like you don't pay anything and it's somehow ad supported. And then oh my the God. devs of that platform get money, but the games are pirated. Um, Do you guys know the Wizards?
0: Oh, the Wizards Wizards game? game. Yeah, Yeah. of course. Yeah, yeah.
4: Yeah. so that's something else that FXG does, just kind of me being, as Nathie said, like kind of a bridge in between both sides. We do Mm -hmm. localization and promotion and piracy protection is a big thing. And the Wizards, like, uh, that was super pirated. And that's, like, how I know so much about the one specific platform, because that, like... Yeah, as we went, like kind of hunting for pirates and we're like, oh, like this seems like an official partnership. And it was like the Wizards, like had never heard of the platform. Uh,
0: so talking about Wizards and like Beat Saber, is there like a a standout game that is like super popular over there in China? Like is Beat Saber like their number, would you say that's the number one VR game over there? Or is it something else or something obscure that maybe we've never even heard of? Nah,
4: it's Beat Saber.
0: It's Beat Saber, yeah.
4: <laughs> Damn, you, you, you squashed my and the, dreams the, there. The cool Nick. part is in China
3: they have a lot of these machines, you know, these Beat Saber machines that you rarely see, but in China there's so many of them, and they look amazing and they really draw you into the but whole... But they're not official ones, VR, right? Yeah. These are kind of like... No, they are. No, 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 you have official ones, and you have okay. the, the You also have these... Yeah, I once showed a video where there was a multiplayer Beat Saber machine. That was a complete knockoff.
0: Right.
2: A complete yeah. knockoff, yeah.
4: yeah. Right. Yeah. But I think Beat Saber mm. can you as a is, can you as a,
2: yeah. a deaf do anything about that?
4: Yeah, um, well, no. um find me, C- give me a call. Um, <laughs> <laughs> basically,
0: <laughs> he's the man. He'll sort like, out for you.
4: I'll I'll, I'll <laughs> explain the like the the method. Um, when I decided I was like gonna go to war with pirates because I'm I'm very anti piracy. Um, when it's at that big of a level because it's so harmful to the industry. And as a VR company in China, I want to be making games and I'd love to be able to make games for this market that's Mm. such a big market. But when piracy is so rampant, there's no market for paid content. Mm. And so I decided I'm going to like step up and I'm going to go to war. And I was like preparing for battle. I was like, it's going to be hard. I was like, got a a lawyer. Um, I was like, this is going to be intense. And it was super anticlimactic. like. The process, will find somebody who's pirating the game and we'll send them an email or find them on QQ or wherever, and we'll be like, uh, you can't do that, like, and they'll be like, why? And like, we represent this game, you're pirating it, please stop, and they're like, okay.
0: Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. So, yeah. like, we're gonna we're also gonna take some questions from the chat. So, if you've got any questions for Nick, uh, chuck them in the chat now. Uh, but we'll start sort of winding it up. And I kind of wanted to end like a little bit with like what what's really exciting you in terms of like the emerging VR market in China. Like, is there something on the horizon that you think oh this could be a game changer for this market here? You know,
4: um, I think well, one all of those headsets I think is really great, and I think it can be a game changer for locally and also i think internationally because i think mm-hmm. more competition would be wonderful and i could see like a an, another player just be super appreciated and worldwide so mm-hmm. that's something one thing i think is really great another thing that's really cool is uh there's a new like platform coming out called chuji which is basically like one kind of app store and SDK that will be for all the headsets. Oh,
0: right. Nice. Like a, a universal platform.
4: Yeah. Like, a something kind of like, uh, like the steam VR, how mm-hmm. you, you use mm-hmm. a developer builds with steam VR and it's going to run an Oculus or a index or something, but for these mobile headsets, mm-hmm. and I think now with devs wanting to get into the Chinese market, and you got like 10 different SDKs, one for each headset that are all like completely differently set up and it's really difficult. Like now we're working with Huawei and we brought like, I think five games over last year and it's challenging for the devs, like figuring all that out. And if there was just one platform that figured that all.
2: Mm. Mm. Nice. Yeah, I, I have a
4: question for you yeah, please, ready. how is your mandarin? Um, 要不我说几句你们可以听一下我不知道这里有没有人能会说中文所以 what <laughs> i Nice. Yeah, I agree. did you I let
1: agree. him call your mom yeah. that? Jesus. <laughs> I think he just insulted all of us. <laughs> we'll <laughs> <girl> never know.
4: <laughs> I said, if there's anybody who speaks Chinese, write a message in the comments, letting them know how good my Chinese is, because I'm sure none of them understood <laughs> a word I said.
1: <laughs> oh, wow. That was awesome. awesome. That was awesome. gorgeous.
4: I was going to say another thing I'm really looking forward to in the market here, which I think is happened in the West a little bit earlier is kind of less care about VR as VR and more care about the experiences behind it. Mm. Like a, there was so much of a thing where like, it's like the first film of a train, like everybody mm. loved it. Cause it was like, you'd never seen a film before. And that was just kind of, this concept where everybody was interested in vr but it was like vr is one thing like one of my most frustrating moments was i met went to another city to meet with the board of a really big company and i went to show them one of our demos and i took out the headset and one of the like board members was like oh no it's fine i've i've already tried vr
0: right like he he just wasn't <laughs> impressed with it the first time around But it's interesting because obviously, like China's always thought of, you know, especially in my mind as like being on the forefront of tech and, you know, having great, you know, more technological advancements than we do here in the in the West. And they've got the the biggest and best thing that's coming, you know, next gen. But it seems like with VR that they're almost like behind in terms of what we've got right now, because obviously with the Quest 2, you know, it's exploding right now. We've got this great market. We've got an ecosystem. You know, I appreciate it's tied to one company right now. There's no competition but, you know, we still got this kind of first mm. glimpse of VR going mainstream, where it doesn't seem to be, mm-hmm. you've got that over there in China just yet, right?
2: But, but yeah. isn't that the way that China typically does these kind of things? Like they they wait for an emerging industry, adapts, and then improves at such a rapid phase that the, that ultimately they take over the industry anyway?
4: Yeah, I, I like to look at uh, DJI, like the drone company. Mm-hmm. Which I think was just like Rowdy said, like they just showed up out of nowhere and then all of a sudden they like dominated the market. And so I I think it's very likely that something like that will happen. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's weird because there's like so much more support for VR. Like we talked about conferences and the government and businesses, like all the telecoms have like huge teams focused on VR and like. There's such this support and this push for it, but it hasn't kicked off yet. So I think it's still, it's kind of, there's going to be like a the breaking point where they can get yeah. over the like bad experience yeah. of a couple of years ago and then it'll blow up and then we'll see like the tech take off because yeah, the speed of development here and everything is insane. And once there really is a market for it, then it's going to, catch up and probably pass the rest of the world. Yeah.
0: That's really, really interesting. Is there anything else you want to add Nick before we sort of uh, wrap it up a little bit?
4: Um, I like Synth you Riders. You can say it in Mandarin if you want. <laughs> <No. Yes. laughs> oh, to be I, fair. We just, we just created the Chinese name for Synth Riders. Um, okay. They hired my team to like, to, to, to translate Synth Riders into Chinese. And, and it's like it? a, uh, Huayin which is like the psychedelic, the night of the psychedelic sound. Nice, that's that's oh, awesome. Okay, that's, a, okay. Really, okay. Yeah. Yeah,
2: that's really
3: nice. And also, oh, this explains why Yoshi has been playing Sinbad's yeah. on the demo course. <laughs> He's been playtesting the game in Chinese,
4: the pirated version. yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. But it, we should also note, you know, and thanks for Nick joining us. That it's actually two a.m. Uh, where you are right now, right?
1: Now probably three thirty, it? Even even later. Yeah. Hold he, on. Hold he dragged on.
0: himself out of bed for this. So uh I do uh,
4: I do really appreciate it. Oh, yeah, it's three it. thirty. But no, wow. it's awesome. This has been this has been so much fun. I could I could go another three hours. <laughs> I don't think I could. So uh, <laughs> props to you. So now uh now let's hand it over to Zim for
0: uh the latest releases uh this week that you should be uh looking forward to
1: Yeah, and uh as as we're starting off here, I will just say um Probably point you right, right back to the earlier section where we're talking about the Steam VR demos that are available now, yeah. because that's the strongest, I think, place. Although it's, um, it's some good, some not so good, as Mike described it and earlier. Toss, I think toss. that's the that's the one. Toss, toss, yeah. You... <laughs> Mike's a real toss. <laughs> anyway, um, moving on quickly to we were talking about conferences, and I think this is a really interesting thing. We've been asking this question since COVID hit, um, which is basically, is there a good solution at the moment? There hasn't really been a great one. Uh, this one comes from a company that started off initially in 2004 um, and started going to kind of social uh, VR and really for collaboration. They're called Glue. I love mm. the name by the way, not just because a lot of their environments have this lovely white kind of Elmer's Glue look to them, but also that uh, they're meant to their their focus is being a virtual extension of your workplace and they're doing it in a way that that I haven't seen other collaborative uh, applications do it. So I'm quite interesting, interested in this. So, for example, right? say you're working together with a team and you need uh, you need a kind of like a, a surface uh, to be able to collaborate on. You know you have your sticky notes, let's say you're a developer team, and you're kind of working through various phases. Well, what glue allows is, uh, and the feature that kind of attracts me most is asynchronous collaboration. What that means is if I log in on Monday morning and I go ahead into this kind of persistent environment, along with my avatar or whatever. I could do that and I could log in with Mike and we could put a couple of post-it notes up on the board. But I could actually log out and Rowdy at 6 o'clock in a different time zone, could, could hop into the same space and actually affect that space. Ooh. So it's kind of persistent... Asynchronous collaboration, and I really find that to Great. be um, a unique selling point compared to I a could, lot of the other apps. I could that we've seen. mess
2: up your workflow. That's what you're saying. Yeah, we wouldn't allow you. Yeah. In, right? No, no, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> like we it. could,
3: we could now, we could now officially, as every LD say we ha- we have a building. We have a. You, you can just you know visit Dutch us. headquarters. It sounds amazing. Yeah. yeah. No. Don't don't say virtual. It sounds as great if you just say we have a building. You know, we're we like got Whoa. a building. The yeah, reality building. Yeah. So you can
1: customize the environments to a degree, right? <laughs> so you have a number of different environments in Glue, and um, they've they've been like running awards and stuff. But I love the fact that their first company that they started off uh, in two thousand and four was called Fake Production, which I just think is the best name of a studio that then ends up. <laughs> doing you know business conferencing applications i will recommend you go check out their rich website at glue.work because the website is probably one of the best vr app websites i've seen uh, and it, it's got beautiful graphics and t- talks to you all about the app. This is free, by the way. It is on the Quest platform, and it landed on the 4th of February. So it's already out. Hmm. Uh, it was originally born in 2017, and they've kind of been working their way through various apps and support. So and
3: so what genre can you find is on the Quest store? Because it's not a game. It's not necessarily an experience either. So where are we then kind of looking at? You know, where I just searched for
1: the keyword glue, and I found it. So okay. I, I don't know if there's a subcategory that it fits neatly into. That's a good point. I don't know that we have might be under productivity
0: or something, but it's certainly under new releases right now. I
1: yeah. hope oh, it's not under exercise apps. You're supposed to strap weights to your arms if everyone posts it up or something. I don't know. It could be <laughs> challenging, you know? Uh, but yeah, so it's a 30-person 30, 30 person strong team. I think you'll see from their website that definitely got clout. Uh, and I'm really interested to check this out because uh, like, like Rowdy and I have talked about before and the guys, we've all talked about these kind of collaborative apps. Yeah. So many in the last year and a half we've seen but i haven't seen one with a real like interesting unique selling point yeah. this mm-hmm. one has really nice looking environments uh, it's got that asynchronous collaboration and they have their own uh sync i'll call it um harmonized uh, harmonized um, psychedelic um, avatar uh, oh, system. Oh, okay. Avatar system. So <laughs> you're not using the, the the Facebook or Oculus avatar. You're mm-hmm. using one that's oh, just on that. Yeah, platform. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, From yeah.
1: some oh, of yeah. the comments wait, 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 in the chat,
0: um, Eric and Gaming Science Teacher both say that there is a free demo right now, um, but you have to sign up to a monthly yeah, I just subscription. Okay, yeah. Yeah, oh, okay. So
1: that's they fine. got me with the uh, details. I just wanted to ask oh, like, why
3: is it free? Because it might sound yeah. strange, but uh, no. Okay, there you go.
1: That's good. It answers the fact that, uh, yeah. yeah, why, why it's showing free in the store, but the fishhook is there. Thank you for that. That's an important <laughs> sideline. Yeah. All right, second thing here, then. Let's move on to another thing. So if you're done with board meetings, then why don't you just go and check out a board game? It seems like a natural <laughs> like slide, we did you know, that. just go right one into like the other. Like we did that. So for those who haven't played this already, and I say that because this is a game that has absolutely machine-gunned itself onto all the headsets leading up to Quest. This is another Quest release, but my God, this has a back catalog. We're talking about Catan VR. If you haven't played the board game or the VR game yet, then it's probably because you're a recent Quest owner and have never heard about Catan before Mm. and you're like, what's this all about? I'm going to tell you. So for 15 bucks or 11 pounds, uh, this one also landed on the 4th of February from Experiment 7. That's the name of the studio behind this. This is a board game, but it has actually launched on... a a, a numerous number of, of platforms so it started gear vr go and rift back in march 2018 yeah then it progressed onto vive and windows mixed reality in june 2018 and psvr in 2019 so it's taken actually quite a long road for it to reach quest and we've seen this before take minecraft for example you know things that you can play on samsung gear vr but you still can't do it on your quest it's so bit, weird bit a bit of frustration it's so things.
3: weird because i only remember this being on the oculus go i know it was like hugely <laughs> popular hugely popular but uh... PlayStation VR and PC I'm like what, what did I miss what did I miss yeah,
1: yeah I I played with a guy in um, I think it was Afghanistan or Iran like he was a military guy I'm like are you you're like in a military base he's like yeah and he's like I'm gonna kick your ass <laughs> at Catan and I'm like I'm sure you kicked my ass in real life too buddy but you know <laughs> anyway I got a couple of quotes just to explain Catan because I think it's a little bit complicated and if you're not on the video you're like uh, what uh, is before this before
2: you say that like I tried that out never having played Catan before and oh, yeah. I couldn't figure out for the life of me what I had to do. <laughs>
0: and
1: he's a neuroscientist. It's, what does that say? It's, true. <laughs> it's not... I would say you have to play it once to understand it or have some really nice people to be able to explain it to you. I have seen claims on Reddit, though, that with somebody who knows how to play the game, it can explain it to you in five or six minutes. So it's not like oh, terribly complex. Six minutes. Right? It's what this is though however it, this is a German board game right and they're smarter than most of us so back in back a few years ago and I do mean a few years ago this was a 1995 like German board game hit right and then later they converted this into VR as I as I've mentioned one of the things I want to talk about is this is a cross Platform game. So if you have somebody on a Samsung Gear VR, a Go, Dude, a Rift, great. you can play with them. What other game can you do that with? Oh, like it's rare. Very few. <laughs> it's very rare. few Right? Games yeah. like Wander allow it, but you mm-hmm. know, there's not many games across cross as many platforms and PSVR and are, are cross-platform yeah. play, friend invites, matchmaking, all of that kind of stuff. Well,
3: so wait, wait. So you're saying someone from Area 51 played this with you, so you can play this from wherever you want, <laughs> even when it's like Area. top
2: secret. I don't think they have internet there. He was playing with Bob Uh, (laughs) Lazar.
1: That was was, uh, the whole thing. So in terms of, for people who were wondering, now board games, right, there's some classic board games out there already, but online there's this guy who said, um, so Jaxi Driver called this the bastard love child of Risk and Monopoly. This is the Jon Snow of board games, and that is actually how I would qualify it. It is a, it, it is, it is, As another Redditor has mentioned, the most fun way to ruin friendships. So unlike Monopoly, where you can get knocked out, you stay in the game. But Catan is evil in that it really gives you that feeling of you end up having to produce and feed the players for whom you are almost a servant. So once you get into it and you understand this game... It's quite fun. It's true to the classic. It's been optimized for VR. Mm. Um, but it's this new, fresh, immersive format. And the beauty of 6 off headsets, unlike the Go, is that you really do get a chance to kind of get close to the board, get close to the pieces. And for anyone who's experienced a board game in VR, that's really quite magical. Yeah. It's actually quite a nice experience. It is great. And like what and we the said... Environments with the environments are great. Oh, the like, environments great are great. Environments. The masks, the faces that your opponents have, for example... Yeah, the whole thing is just it's, nice. It's, it's so you, the most social. It.
3: It's the most social thing right. you can do. It's like it really feels like we're we're at one place and we have a table and we're gonna play a yeah, board yeah. game. That's just really yeah. what it feels like.
1: And this yeah. is, you know, this is this is probably going to be a seated experience for you. If you play this standing, well, you're a sycophant and you get, you get <laughs> off. Standing the Standing
3: and then I don't know who does that, but sure, <laughs> sure, whatever. For the fitness uh, score, of course, maybe, but uh. that's, that's <laughs> that standing yeah. goal every day, a right? Standing goal. Got yeah. to close
1: the rings. <laughs> yeah, we all yeah, we all yeah, know. Yeah. Actually, Oculus has been pushing some of their yeah, stuff on that. Like, we can help you with your fitness goals here and that in their system. I got one last thing for you, for PSVR people. Uh, as much as I've had love for PlayStation uh, this week. I I thought I'd throw you guys a bone because there is a PlayStation Plus game that Mm. originally launched for 30 quid And I'd be surprised if anyone here has played it because this is an experience It's a slice of a flat game that has VR immersion one of our friends friend of the channel uh, Voodoo DE covered it. I've seen his videos on this as well. This game is called Concrete Genie and this is out for PlayStation Plus Uh, so you can get this for free if you're a PlayStation Plus person and it's actually a game, because last week we had this great in-depth conversation with Rosie Summers, who's a VR artist mm-hmm. and renowned for her works. Um, this is a bit like that. It's a bit tilt-brushy in its nature. So you get into mm-hmm. the VR experience, and you're painting. It's actually a kind of a mesmerizing painting experience along with the story that they've got. So there's a VR experience sliced into that. Vudidi had mentioned that it is actually quite, it's a short experience, but the way he classified it when it had a launch price of 30 euro... Um, he said, "I wouldn't buy like if if you don't have the flat game already, I wouldn't buy it. But the VR experience, if you've already got the game, is definitely something to check out if you got PSVR. That so is... it gave the thumbs up from him. And I think that from the the gorgeous trailer and gameplay that I've seen in flat, and actually the the nice detail that I can see on the PSVR streams, I'd recommend you to try out so Concrete Genie. Is this third person, first person mix, or how does it? It is. When I saw it, is it first person." painting so very t- very much like tilt if you yeah. imagine tilt brush i know the trailer i'm running just yeah, cuz bit... they don't have a they don't mm-hmm. have a nice trailer for the vr segment um and i'm i'm sorry i don't have instructions of how to reach the vr segment but because it's a freebie you know and it doesn't cost people money who have playstation plus yeah. just get it play it if it's terrible report back and tell me zim you were mm-hmm. that was a bad recommendation it's nice yeah so the concrete genie uh, and the other two katan and glue. Wow. So mm. I was going to start Very off and nice. say that you know glue was like this app, and you have to have some adhesive that goes with the software it and then yeah, you yeah, have to stay yeah. in your headset. But you get a great FOV, and I just decided I'm not going to troll these guys. Yeah. They've been through enough. So and poor poor, poor Nick, uh, he's up too late. He'd be dreaming. <laughs> yeah, you think he's like psychedelic uh, like or He's still awake. <laughs> yeah, <then> he <laughs> fell asleep. Um,
3: so so before before we go, uh, if you want to learn more about what Nick Mitchell and his uh, team are up to at FXG then check out the link uh, in the, the, uh, well, uh, description if you're, of course, watching the YouTube version of our show. So,
0: yes. Nice. Nice. Thank you very much. Well, yeah, we're going to round up the show now. So just a quick reminder, if you've got any questions, now's the time, but I'll just go over the sort of uh, the deets. So this is a weekly VR, AR and MR talk show live streamed every Saturday on YouTube and on Twitch. Show goes live at 7 p.m. in Europe, 6 p.m. in the UK, 12 midday in Central US. Also check out the audio version, which Rowdy works incredibly hard on. And that's available on iTunes, SoundCloud and Spotify. If you've enjoyed the show this week, hit that like button and subscribe to the channel for all our future uh, VR podcasts. And uh, let's see if we've got any questions. Uh, just another quick one as well, uh, Walking Dead trial mode is available as a free update to the Walking Dead Saints and Sinners this week on Quest, so I go know. check that out if you're uh, looking for some more zombies yeah, too. it's
3: the wave-based kind of survival mode, Yep, right?
0: yep, and if you want another v- zombie wave-based survival mode, Propagation
1: VR's co-op mode is available for
0: $10 oh, yeah. and the single yeah. player is available mm-hmm. for free
1: on Steam. Uh, I'm, I'm going to leave a teaser here. I've started, I'm two hours into playing Onslaught, uh, which is the game that isn't Saints oh, and God. Sinners, and I will give you guys the game my that feedback is on that sinners.
3: That's the description. That's the other one. That's the that's a, that's one.
1: perfect description. <laughs> that game was so bad. That
0: game. That game was so, so, so bad. Uh... Um, but yeah, thank you again to uh, Nick for joining us. We really appreciate you getting up in the middle of the night to join us for the show. And also Yoshi as yeah. well. Uh, he, he must be knackered after all right. that Synth Riders action. And, of course, (laughs) thanks to SynthRiders for sponsoring the show. Uh, We really, really appreciate it as well. Um, So we'll be back Mm -hmm. on next week's show. If you've got any suggestions for guests that you'd like to see on the show, please feel free to reach out to us or tag us on Twitter or something like that. We'd love to hear your suggestions. Have a great week in VR. Take care of yourselves. And bye-bye for now.